We know that one of the golden signals that YouTube is constantly looking for is how long are people staying on your video? How long are they watching for? So what we need to do as content creators is give people the opportunity to stay as long as possible by hooking them in and providing amazing content. But did you know there's one element that's going to make someone switch off your video so quickly regardless of how good the content is? And that is audio. So today, let's dive into some tips and tricks of how you can get better audio, keeping your audience for longer, and getting that amazing watch time. Let's do this. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I am a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ, where every day we help creators big and small level up their channels, get more subscribers, more views in less time. So this episode is actually born out of frustration. This episode is actually inspired by a personal journey where I was watching a lot of these amazing, amazing creators doing amazing things on their channel, but their audio was just so bad. They were obviously using the phone's microphone or they were using a badly configured lav mic or a shotgun mic that wasn't right for them or for the environment. And as much as I wanted to watch, as much as I was enjoying the content, I simply couldn't. It was just way too frustrating. So today we're very fortunate to be able to have Mike Russells with us. Now, Mike, for those who don't know, is the world's champion as far as I'm concerned when it comes to audio. He works with a lot of content creators. He works with a lot of podcasters. He's got a long history in radio. He really, really understands the quality and voice that's required in order to capture an audience and keep them riding along with you in your content. So, Mike, welcome to Tube Talk. Oh, Liron, it's an absolute pleasure to be on the show. Uh, you already have great audio and a great sounding voice, so I think we're, we're off to a good start with this podcast. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> uh, we just got to hang out at VidCon London. It was amazing. It was awesome seeing you, Isabella. It was great to kind of just hang out and just talk shop, so to speak, yeah. surrounded by all this creativity. How was VidCon for you? Yeah, it was fantastic. It was like three or four days of complete craziness. What I really <laughs> like about VidCon is that it changes every day. So you come in, I always get in for the industry day. So I, I get to hear those talks as well. I usually participate in the creator track and speak then. Uh, so then you get a bunch of really cool creators coming in. And then you see the community and, and these are, you see a lot of aspiring talent coming through. Uh, and it's really exciting to see that uh, and, and see, you know, just how new media essentially is is becoming the norm i think it's crazy and i love the energy i love the vibe and everyone is there seems to be with that motivation of i just want to get better i just want to take that next step which is, is something that's unique to this youtube community and we really kind of dig that which is awesome so for mike for those who don't know uh, let's start off by saying who is mike russell in a tweet in a tweet. Oh, wow. Two, 240 characters or less. Yeah, let's go. We're going to go new school so you can get the entire tweet to yourself. Go for it. Okay. Uh, Mike Russell is an audio producer, a voiceover artist, podcaster, and the co-founder and director of Music Radio Creative. Uh, I started my career around uh, two decades working in radio uh, in the UK, in London, Birmingham, Manchester. Also did a breakfast show in Australia. And now I love podcasting. And helping people sound great. 
hopefully that wasn't over my limit. Yeah, I think I, th- I think you managed to get it in there with that much experience. You're you're allowed a little bit of leeway, I suppose. <laughs> um, so, Mike, kind of, you've been speaking to creators, you've been speaking to podcasters, you've been speaking to those who create content. Let's start at the top and the most obvious question: like, how important is audio? Oh well, as you said in the intro, it's like super important. Uh, yeah, you can you can have a shaky camera, you can have you can record in. 1080p, I, even sometimes I see some YouTube videos uh, from well-known creators and they, they upload in 720p. <laughs> and, you know, that's okay because everything else, you know, the uh, cinematography, the sound is good. But when the sound goes off, it doesn't matter how good that content is. It's hard for people uh, to stay focused and, and pay attention to your audio. And it also kind of takes away a little bit of your authority because, you know, you're, you're sitting there uh, looking fantastic, but if people can't hear you, or there's a big, I mean, the common problem I hear is that, you know, people have a nice enough room. They even have pretty good microphone, but you, as you know, Leron, you can have the best microphone mm. in the world, but if you have not sound treated that room, the best, most expensive microphone is not going to sound good. And that's the key thing to remember here. Whoa. So Mike, you just land a whole bunch of knowledge bombs on us right there. You said about authority. What does that mean when someone has great visuals, but then they don't sound so great? How does that detract? Yeah, absolutely. Well, whatever your message is and however good it is, people are going to skip over. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of getting that quality down at source. Now, it might be acceptable to take a portable recorder with you when you're out about and recording and when you catch a well-known person. You know, sometimes it's in the corridor and you're like, can I have a quick word? And it doesn't sound good. So you have to do some de-reverb. You have to do a bit of de-noise uh, and bits like that. Obviously, fixing in those cases, pretty acceptable. But if you've got your own studio, if you've got your own setup where you're recording YouTube videos regularly, you really should have that audio down. And as we'll discover throughout this episode, I'm sure, Leron, it's not that difficult to get a good setup in your regular recording space. Maybe let's take it from there. I have a studio, I have my camera set up, I have my mic set up on top of my camera, perhaps, or maybe it's a lav mic. What kind of things should I be looking out for in my room that are going to give me troubles? Yeah, well... um, some of the best places to start are what does your floor look like? So have you got carpet on your floor? Is it a concrete floor? Ideally, you want nice carpet or shaggy carpet uh, to stop the reflections coming up. Also, too much glass around you as well, and you'll be getting reflections and bounces. Um, often, if you're recording at home, for instance, maybe you've dedicated a room to this, and this is something you're doing for a passion at home, or you're building up a business, uh, and you've got that spare room, just look out for the walls. If they're big and, and tall and have nothing on them, you have nothing in the room. You often see, like I, I often watch videos where YouTubers are going into new spaces or like, uh, you know, uh, areas or new houses with nothing in them. And mm. the echo is like extreme. Uh, but you can dampen that down really easily. So uh, you can spend a little bit of money on the very basic sort of uh, foamy um, uh, sound absorption. 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 <laughs> sound absorption <laughs> material. And you can stick that on your walls and your ceilings. Ceiling will actually make a big difference. I certainly found when we were uh, sound treating the Music Radio Creative Live Studio that actually putting sound treatment up on the ceilings really, really cut down on the kind of echo and bounce back that we were getting. People yeah. don't realize that when you're talking to your microphone or you're being all animated and super hyped up, especially because the camera kind of brings you down a couple of levels. So you've got to over deliver it. But then kind of you being so animated and so loud does make the sound hit that wall or that window reflect straight back into you. 
and therefore you're going to gain this weird echoey reverberation sound. Yeah. Uh, is this something that maybe you're professionally trained, so you, you're listening out for it? Is this something that most of us are hearing, but maybe not paying attention? Or is this something that could become a real, real issue that we need to fix? How do I, how do I know that I need to fix my audio? That's such a good question. How do I know that I need to fix my audio? So I guess if you, first of all, if you listen to it and you're not 100% happy with it, then there's something, there's something up. Usually it's a, it's a number of things. If you have a decent quality microphone, it's probably the the echo from your room. So like we were discussing mm. the, the bounce back and, you know, if there's noise outside, if you live in a big city and you've got like roads or if you're near an airport, like uh, we just mentioned VidCon was right next to London City Airport and at right. times you've got the big roar of the planes overhead. So simple fixes for that are things like uh, doing a high pass filter, which essentially to simplify this for someone who's saying a high pass what? Uh, <laughs> Basically rolling off the bass frequencies. So all of the, the bass that is not part of the human voice, you're mm-hmm. kind of essentially erasing that uh, with a, a, a sort of very soft eraser. Um, so anything below 100, 120 hertz in terms of frequency, that's where you find the cars, that's where you find the planes and all that kind of stuff. Right. And obviously the boom, 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 when someone hits a, a microphone, that kind of stuff will all uh, go away. Um, but then there are other subtle things like just using a processor to enhance your voice or doing some post-processing. A lot of people uh, get into the habit of using, um, whether they're using Adobe Premiere Pro or Final Cut Pro, Final Cut, I can't remember what. I can't Final remember either. Right. Is it Final Cut Pro? And <laughs> they will have a, a rack of maybe some equalization, which is essentially right. enhancing or decreasing the frequencies in the voice. They'll probably have a compressor, uh, which uh, pushes down the peaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're equal with the valleys in your voice, so everything is a consistent volume. I know as a podcast, you'll probably do that on this show, uh, which just means when people are listening in the gym or on the move or they're in a car, the volume is at a consistent level. It's a really bad experience if someone is listening to a podcast or watching a YouTube video right. and they have to constantly turn it up and down. That's a, that's a great point. It's the ups and downs. Because I think yeah. that's the one thing we're all familiar with is that you put your headphones on, you push play, and if, if the beginning is very, very loud, not a problem. You just simply put the volume a little bit down. But then throughout the episode, if it goes up and down and up and down and you're consistently yeah. playing with that, that's just irritating. It's time to move on to the next one. Just mm. uh, Where do we look at our, at our sound clips? I'm almost kind of picturing post-production work. You've done all the work ahead of time to try and get your room as good as possible. Then you bring it into your video editor. And a lot of us creators are so focused on color grading and making sure that we have b-roll and making sure that we have the right animations but we don't give that audio a second look is that a mistake (laughs) um well yeah like we were saying at the start it's a big piece of the puzzle i do think like color grading is is super important it can give you an edge um providing you you get it right something i need Mm -hmm. to learn otherwise you look very very orange or very magenta um but in terms of audio i mean equalization of the frequencies is very similar to color grading. Right. Yes, you could shoot something on a mirrorless or DSLR camera and stick it straight into your uh, uh, NLE and then mix it, render it out and upload it. And yes, it would be okay. But if you color grade it, you're gonna, it's going to pop out. It's going to look better. Same thing if you equalize your audio and compress your audio. It's kind of like the, the color grading uh, of, of audio. Or the audio. As you said, both of them are acceptable, but one's going to make you a pro versus just an average. 
And exactly. that's a great tip to, to, to bear in mind. Now, a common question that I do hear all the time is when I'm recording or when I'm editing, what should my own volume be set at on my computer to know whether I'm going too high or too low? Do I just leave it at 50%? Do, like, what, what is the magic number? Is there a magic number? That's a really good question. And absolutely, you can run the risk of either running your audio too high. And then, of course, you run the risk of distorting and mm -hmm. having clipped audio that you cannot fix. You also run the risk if it's too low, if you're recording too low into your Mac or your PC, um, that it's going to be really super quiet. And you might think, oh, that's fine. I can just, I can amplify it. I can normalize it afterwards in my audio editor or in, uh, you know, Premiere Pro. Mm. Uh, but then you're lifting up the noise floor as well. So not only are you amplifying the voice, the dialogue, but you're also amplifying all the background. And if you've right. got a lot of hiss or background noise, that is all coming up. So the sweet spot, and you'll actually see this in many editors when you look at the audio bars. Usually audio meters have uh, three different colors. They have green, they have yellow, and they have red. And the red is the zone you want to stay out of. That's too hot. Yellow is uh, just right. It's kind of like a Goldilocks thing, isn't it? And mm -hmm. Green is too low. So the Goldilocks zone is kind of the yellow zone. And on most audio editors, that's set between negative 6 and negative 12 dB. Right. Sometimes it's negative 6 and negative 18. You want to be peaking somewhere in between there. So I would say providing your audio is going between negative 12 and negative 6, uh, then you're okay. Somewhere in the middle there. Then you've got some headroom so you can normalize afterwards. Right. You're not recording so quiet that boosting it's going to make it sound terrible. Yeah, and that's a great tip because I was flying back from London to the back to the States and I had yeah. a podcast to edit. So I thought, great, the plane is a good place to do it. Yes. And what I did is I decided that I'll cut up the audio and then I'll move things around, but I'm not going to play with the sound leveling at this stage simply because the surround sound around me is just weird. So for me to try to get a base level in, in this weird environment will actually be completely wrong. Uh, listen on a few different devices as well. So don't just listen on the headphones, but also you know try the, 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 the audio out on your smartphone if you can, on some studio monitors, which are professional mm -hmm. speakers, uh, and also playing back in a car so you get different environments and does everything sound good? Does the mix sound good? That's the kind of thing that you're looking for there, I would say. Oh, okay. That's also great. Mark, is this like a profile thing? In other words, once I get it right once, do I reuse the same kind of thinking for every one of my videos or do I have to do this testing again and again and again for every single one of my videos? No, I mean, if you're recording using the same microphone, the same environment, you can pretty much set up almost presets in your editor yes. and then come back to again and again. So I think, yeah, absolutely. And you'll also have like a set of presets that you might use on a, on a guest or other audio that again might just need minor tweaking uh, here and there. But once you have it done once, you can kind of, you've really, you've got almost a template to follow in the future. And just going back a, a little bit later on to what you were saying about like listening in headphones, particularly on a plane, and like, you know, what level should, I know we were talking about levels of mixing audio, but mm -hmm. also when you're listening, particularly in headphones, uh, try and have those headphones down in volume as low as you possibly can. A couple of reasons for this. First of all, if a mix or if a podcast sounds good at very, very low levels, uh, you know that it's, it's, it's generally going to sound good or a YouTube video that you're mixing and editing you know that it's going to sound good at, at normal levels and louder levels. And also, like, really want to like, push this point home to anyone listening right now who is mixing in headphones. Um, try and play at the minimum amount so that you can still hear and work um, because you need to protect your hearing. And long exposure to loud sounds 
in headphones, as you and I know, really, really bad for your hearing and you can suffer hearing loss in the future. So just want to say, especially to young creators who are starting out, keep those levels low. Very important. So Mike, you mentioned another thing about the guests and that's a great point because we've seen lots of videos where you're doing collaborations with other people and sometimes they have to send you those clips ahead of time so that you can mix them into your own track. How do we get the best practice to help them give us better audio? Because once that audio is rubbish, it's very difficult to go to a creator and to say, look, loved what you said, but unfortunately I can't use it. Yeah, that's tough. So that's all about their setup and what they're using. Right. You don't really have that much control, I guess, over what the other creator is using. Um, but if it's someone you really want to work with and you know maybe their setup isn't as good as yours, uh, I guess you can try and recommend other gear to them or, <laughs> or to work well with the gear that they've got. So, you know, you might say, okay, what are you going to be recording with? And they might say, well, you know, I've got a shotgun and it's, it's a shotgun microphone is mounted just off the camera frame and I kind of speak to that. And how does that sound? Well, okay. It's like, can they use something else? Can they use a condenser microphone? Can they use a handheld mic? Right. Uh, can you recommend something like that? The, the, you know, it might not look the best for a YouTube video holding a microphone in the hand, <laughs> but if it, if it trumps like what they've already got, like, um, for instance, a lot of creators I know use the Rode Video uh, Mic Pro Plus, which mm -hmm. is an excellent microphone. You can mount it on top of your camera. And for like vlogging, as in holding your camera up and talking right into the camera, it's brilliant. Very, very good close range. You put that same Rode Video Mic Pro Plus on your camera and sit the other side of the room and try and shoot to it, and it's going to sound awful. So yeah, different use cases. So maybe if they've, they've got like a mounted shotgun and right. uh, sitting in the other side of the room and sounding awful, you either have to say, well, listen, you need to get closer to the camera or uh, grab yourself a dynamic mic, a cheap dynamic mic, uh, like the SEV7, even a short SM58. Yes. You might have one hanging around yourself that you can throw over to them or... Uh, otherwise, you know, anything like this is, is going to make a difference. In fact, I've been on podcasts in the past uh, where when they have a guest that's less than adequate audio, I think in the past, one particular podcaster was actually buying and shipping uh, like a very, very basic but good quality microphone to their guests. Wow. And I think in the end, it, it was worth it for them because it just made the show sound better. They were getting these really good guests and, you know, if they didn't sound so good or they didn't have the right equipment or they're like, I'm sorry, the only way I can do this is over the phone, uh, then it might make sense to, to help them out with gear. But whatever's in, in your budget and ability to help with will make a difference, I'm sure. And perhaps just a link to this episode will just help the person know that we yes. take audio very seriously. Absolutely. A question for those who create content on the go. You know, we, again, we see this often. How sterile should my environment be? Here's what I mean by that. If I'm perhaps shooting an action film or an action scene, I don't want it to be super sterile with no background noise. If we're at VidCon, we want to shooting a vlog, I want to have some of that background golden noise of people walking and talking because that just adds to the atmosphere. However, in another circumstance, I want a very clean environment with no background noise. Yeah, well, there are, there are a few things I can think of here. So. Um... Yes, you want to get really clean audio, but if you're somewhere on location, like you're just saying, like VidCon or somewhere else, somewhere in nature, you also want to get those sounds. They can be really super important. So speaking to a nice uh, mounted shotgun microphone will pick your voice up clearly. You can then process that and use that. Mm -hmm. One technique I've seen uh, used really well, actually, uh, by YouTuber Peter McKinnon uh, is he's actually gone out into nature uh, with a handy portable recorder. So like a yes. Zoom H4N or something like that. 
and he's left that rolling next to waterfalls and next to bird sounds and nature, recorded and picked up all that ambience. Because here's the little trick. You don't actually have to use the background noise at the time you made the video. Mm. You can record that background noise. You can leave something like a, a Zoom H4n. You don't even need to plug mics into it. You can use the two condenser mics on the top of it, leave it rolling, recording onto an SD card for like, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And then when you get back into post, you've not only got your clean, crispy audio from you speaking to the camera, but then you've also got that ambience audio recorded, by the way, in stereo, because it's the Zoom H4M with the two stereo condenser mics. Mm -hmm. By the way, other uh, portable recorders like Tascam are available too. Mm -hmm. uh, you pick the one that's right for you. Uh, and then you can then go ahead and carefully mix that ambience into your vlog. And even, this is the really cool thing, if you've got a nice bit of like, whether it's you're next to London City Airport and there's a plane taking off, or you're out in nature and there's this amazing bird call, uh, you can then fade that up at the right point in your, in your edit. You can kind of mix that in and really make your, your vlog or your video outstanding. So uh, don't think that's the magic, isn't it? The magic of this editing. Everything is not quite as it seems. You yes. could be using uh, background audio that, uh, that you recorded separately. Always record noise that's around you. Build a library for yourself. It yes. doesn't always have to be at the same spot. So having something recorded for 20 minutes in a VidCon conference environment means now you have a conference environment. If you need to later have that as a background noise in another video that perhaps not even related, you always got those library that you're building again and again and again. So always be recording. That's the main message here. <laughs> Anything else that you've seen that's really stood up for you and you went, oh, if only you did this. That would have made it so much better. Yeah, so I suppose there's there's a few things. Um, firstly, I think creators need to be really conscious when they're they're using music. Uh, you know, more and more services are becoming available now to be able to use uh, really cool music tracks in the background of your videos. One thing I would say to 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 make sure you do is get the mixing right. So it's although you might be using a really nice music track, it's the dialogue we really want to focus on. Uh, so just be conscious with your mixes and and make sure the speech can be heard over the top of music. Uh, too often you're playing a really good video and the music is way too high in the mix and it kind of takes away from the message. So super important to pay attention to to audio levels, I would say. Superb. Can I tell you how many times you know, the creator is talking and you're loving everything that they're saying, but they've got this upbeat track you know, to get you into the mode, into the, the, <laughs> the environment, but it's so over the top that you yeah. struggle to hear with what they have to say. So great idea to have that beat and the tempo and to get everything flowing, but you, you're there for the content. Make yeah. sure that the music doesn't overwrite the creator. Yeah. See, ending on a, on a bombshell like that is beautiful. <laughs> uh, Mike, if people want more information and to see what you guys do in your company, I know we use your services a lot because we, when we want professional, we come to the professional. Uh, where can people get more information? Where can you get information about your website, your social media? Let us know. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Leroy. It's been a pleasure to be on the show. So the one place I'd uh, tell you to go to if you want to find out more is youtube.com forward slash music radio creative. That's all one word, youtube.com forward slash music radio creative. Everything is there. Got free tutorials, a uh, bit about what we do as a company uh, and all the social links are there on the, the YouTube homepage as well. Superb. And of course, everything will be in the show notes as usual. So any links that you might have missed, anything that we mentioned will be a simple click away so you guys can 
get that beautiful golden value. Mike, thank you again. Love what you guys do. Always a pleasure chatting. And when you have those tips and tricks, you're always very happy to share with everybody who wants it. And that's the beauty of what you, what you do. So really, really appreciate you. Really cool. Thanks, Leron. And likewise, appreciate you too. And for the rest of you guys still hanging out here, make sure you hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast application. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Who else should we be interviewing? We're always up to hear what you guys have to say. And you yourself know there's at least one other creator that's currently struggling with audio, or maybe you wish their audio was better in their videos. Share this episode with them. Let them know what they can do to improve. It's simple things like Mike said, and they make the world of a difference. So let's share it. We're one happy creator community. Let's keep it that way. Mike, thank you one more time. Thanks so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk, brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.